it's amazing. Like it, it's, it's not easy. Like I never knew like what I wanted to do career wise, like never, never knew what I wanted to do that. But I got always knew that I wanted to be a dad and it's, it's just so beautiful and so fulfilling. I don't know. I feel like I was made. What's up, y'all? D Foss back here with another LT 360 podcast. This is officially the last recording of 2021. I'm excited to be here with my cousin, a really good friend of mine as well. Like over the years, we've just completely grown in the same direction in so many ways. He is in Rhode Island. He is a new dad. He is in the mortgage banking industry. Smart guy, lifelong athlete. Just someone, you know, who's been in my corner, and uh, I'd like to uh, keep it that way for the future. His name is John Ferris. What's up, brother? What's up, my dude? How are you? Good, man. You know, as always, just keeping things, you know, peachy. Trying That's to look the way surprised. to do it. <clears throat> You're a little south of Georgia, but it'll still yeah. Way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little south, but uh, seven hours to be <laughs> which in rhode island is literally eight states away (laughs) we're far from being peachy up here dude i'm in a freaking sweater and you're in a tank top that's what it it says i heard it was really warm up there last week so yeah but like what's really warm dude 50 degrees (laughs) and you just got back from being down here which is yeah it's it's all week it's been raining cloudy and like 35 to 40 damn the, the, just yeah, the terrible pressing season came in hot yeah <laughs> it's dark at four o'clock yeah that's tough bro it's real so many people we've been talking about it like you know i always i'm always one to like have those kinds of conversations and bring that kind of stuff up and it's been coming up a ton lately and obviously so many more people are moving here half the population here was already not from florida so mm-hmm. <laughs> most people you talk to have moved from somewhere that was cold and rainy and they're like i had enough i'm just i'm yeah and up here um but it's so funny to uh just be able to like have these conversations and continue to like work alongside you and grow and figure out how we can help each other because we both have you know specific niches and specific like skill sets that we've acquired um but we both come from very much like the same background in a sense of same family line (laughs) for one uh you just growing up outdoors um playing sports on the water um so many of those skill sets that kind of led us into the two different things that like um we're kind of doing day to day in in our own kind of journey but um I probably don't tell you enough, but it's been awesome to have you there, bro, for sure. Oh, much appreciated, bro. Right back at you. I was just thinking back the other day, like, growing up playing, uh, just running around the campground, dude, up Mm -hmm. there all the time, weeks at a time, hanging out, climbing trees, riding bikes, and then, (laughs) dude, you were always you were always the baseball guy, always nasty baseball, always playing baseball. I'd always go to your games with my grandma. (laughs) And 
and everything. And then I, I remember <clears throat> whatever I hit high school a little bit before you. And then what you did, so we like, we kind of like disconnected for like mm-hmm. a few years. I mean, like we still run into each other and stuff, but then sure. remember here and like, like, like what Dill's not playing baseball anymore. Like Dill is nasty at baseball. <laughs> he's like all, he's all hundred percent into football and basketball. Now he's like, let's go. Rose. And then just to, like to see where that took you, and they go to a couple of your to your games at LaSalle with your dad and whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just... Yeah, bro. And I I remember going to uh, I want to say it was one of the state semifinals or finals games for Hendrick and Lacrosse, and watching you play out there. Mm-hmm. And up. Um, now I'm the one with the lettuce, bro. Like what? Yeah. How times have changed? I had the military cut back. Yeah. <laughs> um but it's funny how like uh just us growing up like that I don't know for me I see it all the time in like day-to-day like reactionary life like how me and you might respond to a situation is so vastly different than people who didn't grow up running around a campground in their bare feet like playing sports and just fending for themselves like I don't know. Does that, does that hit you sometimes? Like when you're at work and you oh, see yeah, for sure. super yeah. pampered growing up and then all of a sudden like one little thing goes wrong with the fucking copy machine and they go berserk. Like- yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it just like everywhere. I mean, like even on like sports teams, mm-hmm. when you're going through college, like you got kids in your team, like still nasty athletes, they're still college athletes, but it's like, don't really like want to connect with nature at all or like really care to like have that natural aspect of their life and bare feet leather soles yeah yeah none of that (laughs) (laughs) wild so to give um everyone a little bit more background um paint the picture of like your home life growing up oh yeah so um grew up in Rhode Island um mom dad little brother four years younger than me um little brother was adopted um when I was in first grade um has some learning disabilities there um some like autism Asperger's um so that was definitely challenging growing up but um you know when you get older you look back and you're like I mean just like the amount of patience that I, I have and kind of can bring to people now, it's like I directly attribute to growing up that way with that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I just always played, always played sports when I was young. Literally, I was every single sport that there was possibly to play, like I was signed up for. And soccer was my first love, love soccer. Um, <clears throat> played soccer all through high school started lacrosse a little later um but i mean still when i was like eight or nine um and then uh fell in love with lacrosse with just the aspect of the game spider (laughs) love it um yeah that's the high energiness of the game the running around the physicality the intensiveness the kind of like it's it's really lacrosse is such a mix of of like soccer with the legs hockey with the physicality 
and like basketball with the way that offense and defense is set up where like who's the one two slide like you're on offense you're okay are they sliding to jason are they sliding from the middle and and kind of playing that chess game on the field where like all right i know where your package is coming from mm. i'm gonna drive that way pull the guy like my guy knows exactly what to do on the backside, and then you know we do our dance and make it happen um so yeah so i mean i i dove into lacrosse full blown in like eighth grade was on like five different teams and just like totally <laughs> took over um, it's funny how we just used to run ourselves into the ground like we had yeah dude i i remember i remember like when i was like in eighth grade i was literally on like five different teams and people would be like oh like like how many days like do you have lacrosse stuff and i'm like eight days a week <laughs> like one because i love the beatles and i was like trying to make a nice reference there and then two because literally like i had two practices twice a week practice every single day during the week and then like two games saturday and three on sunday so i'm like, like it might as well be eight days a week yeah like, might as well bro. <laughs> i have no life outside of playing lax with my boys um that's how i was with baseball for a long yeah time. i know that's why i was so shocked i know and still then, am <laughs> bro, i see you gunning them down out there from short the shoulder bro it's the shoulder <laughs> yeah bro, I, I mean playing that much and i was either at that age i was just i was vastly skilled i could play pretty much anything but there's three major positions really that you need someone who's very capable and that's catching pitching and shortstop yeah and those were the three positions that i played most of uh and if it was dogged yeah bro just i mean a pitcher and catcher on every single throw of the game they're throwing yeah you know like people think oh pitching and it's like Bro, catching's just as bad. You got to catch it yeah. and throw it back every time. Every single pitch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, my shoulder just started giving me issues. I also got dinged off the forehead in middle school with a pitch. Um, so that, like, that messed with my psyche, actually, at the plate. Um, and I was, like, playing the hybrid of small field, big field. Uh, <laughs> I was young. Yeah, yeah, between the age groups. Yeah, I was I was young in my grade, so I was playing middle school on the big field, playing rec league and, like, travel team on the small field. Yeah. And once that transition kind of, like, fully happened, I wasn't big enough on the big field to have as much of an impact. I was just – I was small, bro. Like, you remember how small I was? Yeah. yeah I was tiny. Uh, so – um the the same impact i wasn't able to cover as much ground i wasn't able to throw the ball as far on that field i wasn't able to run to first base as quickly swing the bat as fast um all that stuff kind of caught up to me because i did not catch up from a growth spurt wise at that point so i was like you know what basketball is fun i love basketball let me basketball is basketball is also dope yeah, and I always had um, a shoulder, so the football thing was just like I had to try it. <laughs> yeah, it's the only reason I didn't because it was during the season and I wasn't yeah. not playing soccer, <laughs> which is funny. I never played soccer. Yeah, would have been good. 
I know. I feel like that's. And, the... I mean, dude, the foot eye coordination, I still use it to this day. I'm not sweet. Doop, doop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> doop, doop, doop. <laughs> Picking things up off the ground with my toes yeah. all day long. <laughs> that's from wearing no shoes and being out. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you got feet for hands. I mean, yeah. hands for feet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the other part that I feel like you might have left out um, was that you grew up in Southern Rhode Island, closer to the water and the beaches. Mm -hmm. You're very much a water, you're a fish, bro. Like, yeah, very much a water guy. I mean, I was lucky enough to uh, grow up for, you know, a good chunk of my years before my little brother was adopted with my parents, like on a boat every summer, like on the ocean, going to Block Island, Long Island, Cape Cod or something, like fishing, Mary, like, when I was little growing up, like in the harbor, you used to have like little dinghy races. <laughs> so you're like like a bunch of little like 12 and unders, like ripping around in a dinghy, like in a circle. It's like there's no way they do them anymore, dude. It's so dangerous. Yeah, no like, <laughs> that is not a 2021 approved activity. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna we're gonna call that not politically accurate. Um yeah, so I mean the you know, I spent both of the schools I went to for college were in the mountains in in the Blue Ridge uh, Blue Ridge Mountains in the South. So um, I went to one school in North Carolina, another in Virginia. The mountains are awesome. I love the mountains, love the forest, and, and kind of that whole atmosphere. But I always just get brought back to the Water. back to Mother Ocean somewhere. Just <clears throat> the vastness and just like sitting at a beach and staring out or being out on a boat and being like so far offshore where you can't see land in any direction you're like 20 something miles and it's like i'm tiny it's like <laughs> the same feeling you get when you're just sitting there looking up at the stars like all right like that star might not even be there anymore yeah <laughs> i'm literally <laughs> looking at the past that's yeah. a mind-boggling concept and bro the uh conversation yesterday that i have with my boy Stefan, <clears throat> who you've you know seen in a bunch of my stuff, mm -hmm. he uh, and I were sitting in his backyard and we were sitting on the canal, and it was like super peaceful and quiet. And like not too often down here do I get to go near water that's not the beach, right? Like I don't I don't really get to experience that too much. And he lives on this you know canal, nice and quiet just surrounded by you know uh there's houses all over the place but not like packed on top of each other like sardines like some of south florida mm -hmm. um, there's no real like loud roads or interstates or anything like that around so it's it's quiet it's nice because and i was you know having the conversation like what's the difference like why does it feel so much more peaceful here than in um the beach he was like the beach is like super simple bro like there's just you know there's an aspect of it that's just like water and beach but the difference of like being in like something that's foresty it has this sensation of like there's so many different shapes and colors and shadows and things like around you where the beach just seems to be like it's sand it's water and i was like you know oddly enough i feel like now looking at it i take the simplicity out of the beach 
because I like to go underwater and free dive and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's all of a sudden the same exact scenario, right? Like it all of a sudden becomes so much more complicated (laughs) underwater. There's so much more stimuli there than just looking at it surface level. Um, And it was cool. We were having that whole conversation. Um, No drugs involved. It was just like pure, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's dope, dude. Yeah. I mean, as far as like little settings like that, you know, like stuff like, you know, lakes that we grew up on and yeah. like you said, forests, mountains, like maybe in somewhere that's not a beach, but still watery. There's also just like a lot more non-human life. Mm-hmm. It's valid. Point. So it's like, it beach, all brings a different awesome. energy. Like you're like, you know, like you sit still and you look and you start seeing like a whole bunch of those little like bugs that walk on the water. You know, yeah. like, Whoa. <laughs> and then you might see like, you know, I don't know, you're in Florida, freaking lizard or some shit running at you. <laughs> Iguanas, gators, ducks, uh, all sorts of otters and things like that. And then, um, you know, in another note, that's the one thing I miss about like up north is like natural freshwater bodies that like you can go enjoy and swim in and like be involved with. That's why when I went up to those Ginny Springs or Guinea Springs, however, yeah, people, yeah, yeah, I was in heaven, bro. I was like, this is those are amazing. Water. Like I can just jump in and be completely like void of all concern and disconnect like purely, and it's not yeah. salt water. It's not the ocean. Um, There was something like so charismatic about that just because it felt like it felt like Rhode Island and it was cold. It was like chilly. So it really felt (laughs) really felt natural for a while there. But um, let's talk more about what you studied in college. Uh, In college, I mean, Nothing too sexy. I mean, business administration with a focus in marketing. Um, I was working in the digital marketing space. Um, I mean, I, I took an extenuated break from college. I just did my freshman year and then took like three years off. Then I went back to finish <clears throat> sophomore, junior, senior. Um, so yeah, after my freshman year, I was, just came back and started working um, got into doing like online digital marketing stuff and whatnot and um, had built up a decent little resume and had some clients that I was doing some freelance work for and stuff like that. So I figured that I was just going to roll with that. So I was like, I'll just be a marketing major in school and then, you know, see where that, where that takes me and then get the marketing degree and then graduate and end up in finance. So and that's the way the cookie crumbles (laughs) such a classic movie Um, yeah but it's i mean um school school was a school my second school was in Asheville, north carolina and that was just like a a life-changing three and a half years um just between playing playing lacrosse at the collegiate level doing um doing school I started the business club at the school because it was a really small school um and I like had you know a couple three best friends all went to like Boston College and kind of saw what their like 
business club was able to do as far as like giving them money after they graduated mm-hmm. to start like investing in their startup before they had to like go get real jobs i mean obviously you have to have like a huge amount of alumni backing and like donations and whatever to be able to do that but you got to start somewhere so um yeah that was cool and then i did my 200 hour yoga certification while i was down there met like incredible guru that definitely just got like brought to me and that was just amazing. So that's why you and I really kicked yeah. off on that with breath work, stretches, all that good stuff. That's why when, uh, I mean, we, we would always keep in touch through that, but like, <clears throat> well, I remember like definitely when I, when I hit into that, we like, our conversations exploded with yeah, like bro, we, good yeah, stuff. <laughs> and we started getting together, working out, going for swims, going kayak. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Really started yeah yeah whenever i was back yeah because you were really you know taking off with the personal training stuff and i was never really a big like gym membership guy or whatever like mm-hmm. like i'm all about yeah, home workouts or just like going and playing a sport and like dying yeah. um so yeah so i'd love to just hit you up dude we'd work out at the beach dude freaking doing like chin-ups on stair like underneath staircases <laughs> <laughs> dude yes we rode our bikes to go see uh yeah what's his name um uh timmy timmy yeah how funny bro what's up limitless theory tribe hope you enjoyed the episode i wanted to take a second to give you an opportunity to save 10 percent off on anything in the limitless theory apparel store everything from beach towels to coffee mugs t-shirts sweatshirts and tank tops and much much more new styles rolling out all the time use code lt10 at checkout for 10 percent off lt10 at checkout all capitalized For 10% off anything Limitless Theory apparel related. And all you have to do is take a picture and tag us so that you can get 10% off again next time. Peace. Wow. Yeah, we had some fucking, we had some great sessions, dude. That whole summer was amazing. We did. Oh, yeah. Well, also what coincided with that for me was my whole diet shift, like, You know, I like watched some documentary on food and was like appalled. So I was like, I'm a vegetarian from now on and like took my swing at that for a while. I mean, I did. I did very good. But like I was not feeding my body what I needed to be in the weight room, working out cardio, doing what I was doing, running on the field, doing what I was doing. Um, I mean, you can't just like go by vegan gluten-free frozen pizzas and yeah. like and, and and dump a bunch of cheese on pasta and call it vegetarian like <laughs> i mean you can but it's not gonna work for you very well Technic- so i remember like yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i remember going through that like doing the vegan vegetarian did the vegan had some great conversations with you on it um was vegan for a while didn't have any red meat for like four years um and i was and then now i kind of just like dialed into very like sustainable holistic local food sourcing kind of Mm -hmm. life where 
balanced. Yeah, just try and eat everything as local as I can, especially if, especially meat. Mm-hmm. Get my eggs from my neighbor. Yeah. Get mm-hmm. get the cows are like a mile and a half up the street. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, bro. Get the fish from the ocean right behind, you know. <laughs> and mention, you know, where you are now. Yeah, so I'm still in I'm still in Rhode Island, North Kingstown. So I just bought a house in like August. So I'm like still like a, a mile and a half from the bay from the ocean so um so cool fishing and 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 all that good stuff access to fresh fish fresh scallops lobsters oysters boom all that good stuff dude bro we're so well known for seafood it's crazy and like i didn't really realize it until i left and i was like whoa yeah i would always always like always laugh when i'm on vacation because like you always want good food when i'm on vacation you always want to like go out and like you know like I'll spend some money on like some good food, blah, blah, blah. And like, like we go down and play places in the South. I mean, like, especially around Florida and it's like New England clam chowder, Maine lobster, yeah. <laughs> oysters from Rhode Island. It's like, <laughs> I eat that back home, dude. And it's like the same thing with the, like with Italian restaurants. Like, no, like I'm sure there's, there's a plenty of great Italian restaurants out there, but like we literally live in the capital Mecca of the original Italians in, mm. of America. Yeah. In Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. The, the Italian mob literally ran the entire country out of Providence. Yeah. From Providence. Federal Hill. So like our, our Italian restaurants are, <laughs> I mean, second. I don't think they can get much better. Yeah. <laughs> second to none, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. It's funny. Um, like, trying to find certain food demographics down here food culture so weird and like even such a melting pot down there but it almost dilutes the ability for some of them to stand out or that makes total sense or it might just be too big of a place um and there might be too many businesses like it's a very capitalistic you know uh, esque place down here mm-hmm. there's not there's not as much of like a republican capitalistic approach to life up there uh that i don't know if that plays a factor but like something because rhode island is also a melting pot like i tell people that you know cambodian was like one of the major staples in my high school and they're like mm-hmm. Cambodian? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, the amount of Cambodians I know, the amount of Cambodian parties and picnics and like friends I had, like, unreal. And then like the Cambodian food is also huge up there. I there's plenty of places you can go up there for great Cambodian food mm-hmm. that I with in the Rhode Island like Providence line. I mean the Crest Crest Rhode Island line. I don't know. It's interesting. The Dominican food up there is amazing. Some good Spanish food up here. Yeah, bro. Uh, Latina food up here. Yeah. Latin. So, so, so good. And most of it, now that I moved out, I realize it's Dominican um, and Puerto Rican. But down here, it's like Haitian, mostly Haitian, which has more of a French feel, you know? Mm -hmm. So, there's there's a lot of Bolivian, Peruvian, and Haitian down here. And then Brazil just is like the Mecca Mecca. 
this is Brazil nation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's so interesting. Cause like, I couldn't tell you two good Brazil restaurants down here. Down there. Yeah. Like I could not even name two good ones. And I've lived yeah, here. You could Google them though. I'm sure they're there. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that's not the talk of the town, you know, what nah, I'm nah. which is interesting. The big Brazilian things are those, 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 those meat houses. Steak houses. Yeah. Yeah. They're steakhouse, but I call them meat houses. Meat houses. Yeah. Cause they just walk around with a big ass <laughs> tender. Like you want some steak, you want some chicken, <laughs> you want some pork. Yeah. And like, well, want... <laughs> so true. Super cool. Um, all right. Let's switch gears here. Um, I mean, obviously, since uh, we'll trans we'll transition it through the fact that you met um, your now wife, right? In those mm-hmm. years, in North Carolina, also three years in college, um, and you got married almost two years ago, or has it been two years? Two year, two and a half years. Because it was a September wedding. Yeah. September 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, coming up on two, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, should be blessed and thankful that you got it in before uh, the world went up in flames. No kidding, dude. I had so many friends still that had weddings planned and just... Yeah. Crazy. Ruined them. Yeah, it's wild. Um. So that was that was cool. I remember going, flying up there for the weekend. Loved every second of that. And uh, from there, um, now you got a little boy. So let's let's talk about. Um, if I had to ask you, this is a totally selfish question, but it'll probably nah. be, probably be helpful for um, you know people our age uh, that are in my scenario or situation right someone who's not married someone who doesn't have kids um doesn't own a home what if i had to ask one thing that you've learned the most um from marriage one thing you've learned the most from having a child and one thing you've learned the most from now owning a home could you give me a solid answer is that too much well, I don't know if I could give you one thing like I've learned the yeah. most from each off rip, but we can start with owning a home because that for me is, is the easiest because <laughs> I just love tending the land. Like <laughs> my grand, like, you know, grandpa's a general contractor. Like I've done my fair share of carpentry and stuff like that. Like I love to work on a house. I already have a running list that never shortens and only <laughs> gets longer um, <clears throat> and doing little projects and stuff like that I mean owning a house is one of those I mean it's like your body in the sense where if you just decide if you just own a house and you decide not to do anything for for it or to it or take care of it for five years well you're going to have a whole lot of problems at the end of that five years. Mm-hmm. So now, what characteristic or trait do you think that's, like, cultivated from? Um, 
obviously like your life experience but i'm trying to think of like a characteristic trait that you know there there there's an actual there's an actual word that that i'm sure you would love no i'm not gonna find it right now nothing i'll send it to you though yeah for sure but, but like that's literally whatever the word is that's the definition of the word it's like a caretaker when, yeah well when you just yeah. everything's in a constant state of, of dying mm-hmm. or or being taken over by something else and less cared for like so that. if you don't weed your garden bed your garden bed in two years is gonna look terrible yeah and like if, if you don't wipe result. the dust off the shelf your your dust is your shelf is gonna look like i mean you're gonna be having allergies it's gonna be hurting you it's um hmm. so it's constant right yeah yeah so it's cool to actually have like you know a piece of land and like a home first of all where i work in that business so we we like my my our ceo always paints a picture where we're like everybody deserves to live in a home where they that they love and like well what does that mean well it means that you know like i left work i had a crazy work day just people all over me all day and you know i'm driving home and i'm still just mindlessly not listening to the radio or music or anything my hands are clenched on the steering wheel and i'm driving or whatever and then like like I take that turn onto my road and like, I see my house and I literally like, you're taking a deep breath and you're like, all right, like I'm home. Like there's a things sense can of still happen to me, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm here. Like I know that I'm safe. here, <laughs> And that's, um, that's a safe haven. It's a hub. It's a, it's a place to, um decompress your thoughts and gather new ones and then bring them out into the world right yeah yeah exactly and then i mean marriage is like the most beautiful partnership between two people like faith and i did a like a like a premarital workbook with another one of our friends who had been married for a couple of years and like we we bought it and we brought it to them we asked them to kind of like like go through the book with us and like i mean i i i think that should be a prerequisite to anybody getting married first of all because literally like we sat down and like in the very front of the book it's like we're going through every single thing that like you could try to like hold on to for yourself Mm -hmm. and we're gonna see like what we all feel about that and like we're going to sit down we're going to do that here in a safe environment and if at any point like it gets to somewhere where it's not going to happen anymore then like we're going to all honestly just be like okay it's not a good idea to get married Mm. wow because like you got you really got to go through like finances debts goal what's your goal with that like how much do you want to have sex? Like how much do you, um, like, what are you like three, five, 10 year goal? Like children, morals, children, like all that good stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what each person, like 
love languages like what's your love language how do you you know how can you you know help your other person live their best life because that's i mean that's ultimately what you want you know i just i like that i was like blessed enough to not like my parents had a very still have an amazing marriage and like i always looked up to that like like that that's what marriage is and like as i got older like most of my friends parents are like divorced or had a terrible relationship and like they're so bitter and like like I mean honestly dude like being out and like hearing guys amongst guys like make jokes like on their wives or just like stuff like that in general is like well you're holding that bitterness in there somewhere dude and like that's not healthy the resentment of that the emotional struggle of that, the tension that that creates physically and emotionally and spiritually is so mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so just, like, after we did that, I mean, I just felt like I've never been more deeply connected to a human being, mm-hmm. and of course, we have up and goods and bad days, and we still snap at each other, and we have attitude, and we're, like, normal people, but I know like, like, like she's my rock. Like she, Mm -hmm. I know that I can go to her with anything, whatever. She can come to me with anything, whatever. Like I don't have to worry about what other people say, think, do, or whatever. I'm not just like a single guy out here trying to like do my thing. Like who, well, like, you know, what's my MO, like blah, 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 this. Like I, I just roots you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know her intentions, she knows your intentions, and that set of morals is behind every action and behind every word that's said, and with that comes a, a, a peace of mind that allows you to say, yeah. okay. 100% a peace of mind. Yeah, I get and like I the ability to... And I get where you're coming from, but ultimately... I know what the intention is and you didn't mean it to come off like that. And that's okay. I get it. I'm something that we can work on and mend and that's fine. We'll move on. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and I mean, it's just like a whole new level of accountability for your own Mm. dreams and aspirations because now they're not just yours. They're collaborative. So like, we sit down together we're like okay one year three year five year 2021 goal is to buy a house like check that off the list now we're working towards year three and five plan and we have to you know like double check with ourselves like it's like are are we always making those steps are we doing the right things are we hitting that like or is that still a goal right yeah 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 yeah, exactly to be like well are you working towards this? Because like what you just did over here, like Didn't doesn't see- really seem like it. So DFOS here. I know y'all understand how much of a nutrition freak I am. And when I heard the world's most nutrient dense food, you know, I had to tune in, listen and get learned. So I need y'all to check out the LT360 podcast I did with Catherine Arnston, the founder of Energy Bits, an algae-based nutrition 
company. It is not a supplement. It is a one ingredient superfood and it is recognized as the most nutrient dense food on the planet by the World Health Organization and others. So go check out energybits.com and make sure to use the discount code limitless theory at checkout for 20% off. You will not be disappointed because you will have the most nutrient dense food in your pantry in the world. Go check it out now. Peace. I like that. You know, you guys have every glimpse of that relationship that I've seen seems to be amazingly balanced and just, um, it just, it just seems to be a perfect um, symmetry of like where your minds are and how you guys can take on different roles and scenarios and situations, both socially and like interpersonally. Mm. It, it's commendable, oh, bro. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And then you talk about like... <laughs> The final thing that's a result of fatherhood, baby. (laughs) Yeah, that's the big. This is this is this is not my line about fatherhood, but it never, no line on fatherhood is or or how I feel about being a dad has ever struck me so true as Matthew McConaughey's line in his book he came out with last year, Green Lights. Great read if you haven't read it. Check it out. Easy audible he reads it if that's your nice that's what you want to do but definitely check it out yeah his voice is dope i actually read his book and i did the audio so i've I've gone through it twice because the audio book i mean he's telling the stories yeah yeah, yeah. because i like all right real quick real quick off track Mm -hmm. he's kept a daily journal since he was like 15 years old so this book is a is a memoir like of his life and basically of the scenarios situations and things that happened all through and that like have collectively made him to what he is so like he go he literally like went out into the joshua tree for like a week with a backpack and all of his journals from his entire life and went through all of them and had a fresh empty journal and like started writing down like okay like let's take this out like blah 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 um and then kind of like put it together in the book and like it's really cool it's a really it's it's a super super easy read slash listen but um but i like i said so i i he said it best that there's a lot of options a lot of professions a lot of things that you can do in life and i never like i told you i went to school for marketing landed in finance like i never knew what i wanted to do But one thing I always knew that I wanted to do was be a dad. Mm. So, um, I mean, the amount of just like joy, fulfillment and purpose that comes out of just loving a little guy like that (laughs) um, is, dude, it's it's amazing. Like, it's it's not easy. Like, I mean, he wakes up super freaking early every day and I'm sitting in bed and I'm hearing him like, okay, like I'll go up in there. Like I'm like dragging my feet into his room, like open his door. And he's like standing there. He's like, Dada. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm 
just so happy to see you now. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's amazing. And it just like brings all the energy right in. Um, that, like, so, sense. I mean, I, I can truly say that I never knew like what I wanted to do career-wise. Like never, never knew what I wanted to do that, but like, I always knew that I wanted to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so beautiful and so fulfilling and i don't know i know i love it i do i feel like i was made for it (laughs) (laughs) feel like i was made for it what is the song feel like i was made for it (laughs) like uh, it's a country song um it's by florida georgia line is it what i mean yeah if you're <clears throat> talking florida georgia line they got a song grow old that's like about you know meeting your girlfriend then getting married absolutely nothing eating ramen out of the microwave mm-hmm. and then like scratching scratching some pennies together to be able to buy a piece of land and then like what that piece of land turns into and then you can you're able to sit on that same front porch and you're watching your kids play and then next thing you know like you gave a piece of that land to your kids they have their own family over there and like they're coming over with with like all their kids and it's just that's the old like midwestern vibe right there for sure that's the straight (laughs) south vibe yeah that's the don't do that it sounds good in a song yeah (laughs) um so the one I'm thinking of is My Old Man by Zach Brown Band. Have you heard this? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that one. That's a good yeah. one, too. Yeah, I have. This is one of my favorites. I remember the day my dad sent this to me. Your dad sent that to you? My dad sent it to me, yeah. And I was... I was that means even more. I know, dude. It was in college. He sent it to me. And it was like a tough time, you know, and um, he ended up sending it to me one day and I was like, wow. Um, I think it might have been after his mom had passed. It was around that time. And uh, yeah, bro, that's that song has made me think um or what your story made me think of it just because of like that that sensation that you can't explain that that's something of like you're just you walk in like dragging your feet and all of a sudden you're like oh jack what's up man i can't be mad at you yeah there's (laughs) nothing else matters at all like i just want to make him smile and belly laugh and tickle him yeah Tell him to go get on his tractor because he's obsessed with tractors Tractors, and whatever. It's great. That's funny, man. So he enjoyed his first uh, his first Christmas. Yeah. So first Christmas, like he could actually open gifts. So he yeah he was six months old last Christmas. But uh, because he's actually so funny enough, he's his half year birthday is to the day. (laughs) Yeah. So this he's is June 25th. This is his birthday. 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. So, no, yeah. He was, like, actually opening presents and stuff this year and just, like, so excited running all around. I mean, like, 
we honestly, Faith and I didn't even buy him anything because my parents, grandparents, cousins, aunt, uncles, yeah. like, bought him so much stuff. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Um, what did you guys end up doing for the holidays? You guys were at your uh, – would you go to um, Gramps and Bob's house? Yeah, yeah, we went to to my parents' house. Like, we just woke up, did our thing here in the morning, and then went over there for breakfast and, like, opened our, like, family presents with my mom and dad, then came back to my house, put Jack down for a nap, posted up, chilled after eating a big breakfast. Nice. And then went back over there after Jack's nap, and then grandparents, Kelsey, Chris, uh, aunt uncles, other aunt and uncles all came over there, so nice 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 very nice day yeah sounds like it everyone was good everyone's hopefully doing well yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i still got to reach out to kelsey and carissa and talk to them just give them a call it's funny bro like you know um the aspect of having so many like aunts, uncles and cousins because of like my direct place in my family and like the, the amount of, you know, people that like, if you don't see, you don't talk to is so strange once you right. like, get into the 25 plus range of life. Um, yeah. It's so interesting how those relationships morph and change. Um, it's been something on my mind a lot lately just because I've been experiencing it a ton. Um, And it's funny because it doesn't change the way you feel or view or like think about the person. It's just literally like, holy shit, there's not enough time in the day for me to literally (laughs) reach out or talk to or like keep communication. Yeah, I might think about them at like 6.30 in the morning and it's not appropriate to call anybody at that time. And then (laughs) I might remember at 9.30, like, damn, I didn't do that. And then it's also not appropriate to call anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. I get I wake up to missed calls all the time and it's like 10 past nine. And people are like text me at like eleven o'clock after they called me at you know nine ten, nine fifteen. And they're like, bro, you're just not gonna like answer me back. And I wake up at five AM and I like look at my phone and I'm like, Oh damn, I have six text messages and four missed calls and I'm like I mean it wasn't even that late I was just out I was asleep <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah 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 and, people, and then you respond and then you respond at 5 a.m in the morning again it and then again at 10 a.m you're like damn bro you're just not gonna respond you're still <laughs> sleeping you bum <laughs> yeah it's funny how that works though um because just some people live different lifestyles or you know that happens to me often yeah. with like all sorts of people and friends and clients. Like I have clients that are night owls and they'll text me late and like, I won't see it. Oh yeah. Like 10 hours later in the morning. It's funny. Um, you know, speaking of which I wanted to mention that one of my like top goals this year, Amy and I, we both want to get, um, our certification in yoga, 200 hour yoga certs. And, um, nice dude. Bro, I I still think about all the time the one workout in particular that we did in your parents' garage and 
we were doing uh i mean this was pretty early on in my my journey for the most part of like the yoga stuff and i remember you teaching me like the intricacies of inhaling and then exhaling like you're pressing a yeah 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 walls closing in on you or like an elevator door Uh and i do that with clients like pretty regularly and every time i envision us sitting in the garage doing that (laughs) literally every time concrete yes bro (laughs) on the floor I cannot get it out of my head. It doesn't matter how many times I say it to clients. Uh, that's the one thing that sits in my head. And um, I remember you talking about your um, your yoga teacher and like just how much of like a guru he was, like meditating for like seven hours yeah, a day, dude. Uh, homeschooling yeah, kids. Tuned in. Yeah, just super tuned in. And um, full vegan, like grows a bunch of food yeah and how he was doing like uh retreats and just like teaching people via retreats and stuff like that and mm-hmm. uh, bro that sits in my yeah, was, I, dude i was in i was in college so like i had i had no money so he was new to the town and like one of the ways he was getting out was doing uh athletic yoga for like sports teams so he had gone to like the colleges and talked to the coaches and been like hey like bring your team over for like team yoga blah 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 and uh you know lacrosse players like we're all just so weird like our co like it's like yeah like yoga we're team yoga let's let's go do it go go Um, to yoga boys (laughs) yeah yes so this guy came i was like oh my gosh like i've never ever had an intro like a yoga class like led by an instructor like this guy before like this guy is like, like this guy's something. Something's going on here. Nice. And then uh, I talked to him afterwards or whatever. We kind of hit it off. He told me where his like studio was. So I went to a couple of classes or whatnot. And then uh, at the end of one of the classes, like he made the announcement about doing, uh, you know, two hundred hour teacher credit certification. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wow, like that sounds dope but <laughs> uh, i'm in college bro i'm broke i'm not i cannot spend a couple hundred dollars on a yoga certification yeah. and he's like you want to do it i'm like yeah he's like do it you just show up he's like, you don't got to bring me any money he's like wow sick dude that's what we're about <laughs> yeah and i'm like i'm like dude are you serious like well then i then i feel even more like obligated to go than even mm-hmm. if i probably had paid for it myself well like that's true right this guy obviously i don't know like he likes me he sees something in something me in like me. like our energies vibe in or something like that's and so- and we still we still talk to he's he's more he's one of the most amazing humans on this planet Does i'm still do down that's without a doubt Does yeah still dude if you can find like four other people to do it with uh you and amy that want to do the yoga sir he'll fly there for uh like four days and he'll he'll put himself up and he'll do it with you guys connect us i will i'll do that after this okay cool are you a yogi an aspiring yogi or just someone who dabbles once in a while but is looking for innovative yoga mats created with a combination of art technology and spirituality 
I have the place for you. Go check out 11moves.com. As a customer of mine on shop.com, which is completely free to sign up, you can earn 5% cash back. And as a business owner or unfranchise owner or, you know, business partner of mine, you can earn 11% IBV in commissions. But more importantly, you need some new things, new accessories to do and to have during your yoga practice well go check out 11moves.com they have beautifully designed yoga mats mine is cork it is really well designed it's super sturdy comes with an awesome bag that you can put your phone and your keys in as well has a nice strap Uh, these can be used for you know yoga practices or even just training sessions definitely recommend you go check them out once again 11moves.com they also have beautifully designed water bottles that praise things like peace love serenity gratitude and super super well designed uh and you know aesthetically pleasing malas so go check those out go check out 11moves.com and don't forget to have a great day um now break down what that cert looked like was it you know a week was it eight weeks was it uh you know like what was it a lot of weeks i don't even remember how many weeks honestly it was Mm. a lot of weeks dude it was a lot of time um i think we did i used to do to just to give like the backstory like when i was in college doing my my rotational hours, I had to do 200 hours per semester. Um, so I would, you know, put in 20 hours a week or whatever uh, for 10 weeks over the course of, you know, four, three or four days a week um, at whatever school. Yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was pretty elongated. I don't remember the exact amount of weeks, but I'm pretty sure we did like a twice a week at night from like six to nine. Um, And then like every other weekend or every third weekend, we would do a a Friday night, six to nine, Saturday morning, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sunday morning, 7 a.m. to like 2 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff and that's he would do those for like the deep dives into the different um like methods of yoga like hatha yoga kriya um to like get get yeah. us learning all those very specific what's different from movement yoga breath work yoga act like workout yoga mm-hmm. spiritual yoga straight meditation you know like some weekends would just be straight meditations like <laughs> that's a deep dive that was nuts it was amazing yeah bro uh yeah that was that was definitely transformative for you huh just like how you view the world yeah, big time exercise the body morals right all of it breath everything yeah. everything spirituality everything yeah that was awesome it's definitely a I'm 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 pretty detached from it right now, sadly enough to say. But I, it's one of my top things to, you know, add back into my agenda or at least carve out time to to do. 
Yeah. Um, in, in terms I, dude, I remember even like coming home, like while I was doing the training and like coming home for like a short weekend for like Thanksgiving or something. And just like sitting in my house, like talking with my mom or whatever, something happens in the house or whatever. You know, then like my mom just looks at me. She's like, wow, like that yoga stuff really works. Like you're pretty calm. <laughs> like you definitely would have snapped before <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious and that's the whole practice you know basis right like it was it's a life tool it's not like a workout form and the yeah i mean learning society, how to conquer your mind is totally something you can do yeah and what western societies mostly turned it into like a way to break a sweat and work out Right, which that's not how I use my yoga practice at all. Yeah. I'll go play basketball or lacrosse for that. Ride my bike. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, we, me, and, me and her did a, like, 30-minute flow class this morning, which is mostly westernized from, like, that standpoint. But this guy's good. He has, like, a massive following on YouTube. So we did a follow along class. It was just him in his backyard um, on the patio, like walking us through. It's mostly down dogs, warriors, and um, uh, Shavasanas. Uh, Not Shavasana, Shavasana is the end, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, My favorite part. Yeah, Shavasana's at the end is by far yeah, yeah. part. Um, but the floating part. What's the flow from like lowering yourself down into cobra, then into down dog? What is the name for that concept? Oh, uh, doing uh sun salutations and standing yes. up. There those. you go. Sun salutations. I think that's it. Those are great. We used to do a whole lot of those. Yeah. I'm one of those guys that like, but again, like, I mean, we, we broke it down from the very beginning, like, ev- like each, just like in the garage, dude, like each, everything. we didn't just start out doing sun salutations. Like we started out doing each intricate movement that involves all the way through this sun salutation. Mm-hmm. And then once you understand how to properly breathe and move all the way through a sun salutation, it's when you bring them, together. then you start doing them over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to, to, to breathe correctly. Like while you're doing it, like all those doing the sun salutations, all like mm-hmm. it's all breathwork to, to flow with the body. It's a flow energy. Yeah. It's an energy flow. Yeah. And I, you got if you got a rope right i feel like you would be someone who would be awesome at the rope flow stuff it looks so much fun dude yeah yeah it looks mad fun you would definitely dig it and uh, because i know you're a big kettlebell guy too like you you like to mess around and and work on kettlebell stuff yeah you're always tagging me in uh on it giveaways and uh (laughs) trying to get some primal kettlebell i know always every time they have one (laughs) every time i haven't won yet yeah <laughs> not yet though yeah you got to keep playing it's better than playing the lottery not yet not yet <laughs> i'll keep tagging yeah please do bro i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i'll keep tagging you alongside with you i just um, had those sick custom painted ones 
Yeah, those ones are so cool. And the, the wild thing, like those go for buco bucks, like crazy, like four, five, six dollars yeah. a pound. You know, so you get a seventy yeah. pound kettlebell, and <laughs> you're paying five hundred bucks for it. It's like whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it's a lot. It's a little too much. For sure. Yeah, that's why you, you enter the giveaway. <laughs> that's why you hope for the good stuff. You hope. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, disclaimer: I am on my work laptop right now, and mm-hmm. I have an a a restart that I'm I cannot override in eleven minutes and thirty nine seconds. Bro, you're good. It's telling I was me when say, it's gonna jump. You know, we're we're due for another one. I I think we can start to wrap this up. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to hit on there's any key points you want to hit on or things you want to ask me i always try to pass yeah no i mean that yeah no i i definitely so we we didn't we didn't get to the gut cleanse at all which we can dive into more next time because it's definitely more than 11 minutes of a conversation that i'd love to have with you (laughs) in front of everybody that tunes in um but i did my first one last year with some of your guidance and then some just like dive into some Ayurvedic medicine stuff and like whatever, just like kind of branched out in that, kind of figured what might work for me and whatnot. And when I did it last year, dude, like I think I remember texting you or calling you on like day two and being like, dude, I think I'm dying. Like <laughs> Like my intestines feel like I ate a whole bunch of razor blades. <laughs> like I've been sitting on a toilet all day. Like yeah. you were and you're like, bro, it's the worst day. Out, you'll bro. be you'll you'll be good tomorrow. <laughs> hey, you woke up and you felt better. Yeah, well, and then at the end of it, you were like, bro, the first one's always the worst. Like, like keep it going like every year, like mm-hmm. you know, you should reset your microbiome and 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 uh and whatnot so yeah so i so i just did one um got my buddy to do it with me um it was good but but honestly it was not good because we were crushing it through the first five days or whatever but i was only going to do a five day i was only going to do it like a kind of like a mini like five day one Dude, and then Christmas came on Saturday, and I ate so much bad food. I was literally laid up all day on Sunday. Oh no! With That's just what knives for. in my stomach. <laughs> That's what it's not for. I'm like, I need to do another one now because I didn't even rebuild. <laughs> I didn't even rebuild properly. Like I just yeah. like started from scratch, and then like all of a sudden, just like you took fresh processed crumbs and you just you just started growing the worst shit you could (laughs) dude so that's uh um but it's kind of i felt like the best i felt all year by like i'm like day five like right before that at least so i feel Uh, great now cool good well the other thing is in in part you did set yourself up to be able to deal with saturday better and eating a you did set yourself up better for that. Did you take advantage of the optimistic opportunity you had? <laughs> no. 
but it's okay. Yeah, no, I should have waited till after, after, because I mean, how am I supposed to pass up big ZD, big yeah. ham on the bone, like upside down French toast, egg oh. casseroles for breakfast, like, uh, dude. My mouth is watering right now. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I ate so much food. That sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. I um, yeah, I I've. It's very easy to, um, I have a couple of clients that I've worked with nutritionally that have just a basic understanding of like holistic wellness, Ayurvedic principles, um, just people that are like common sense oriented and in tune with their body. And it's so much easier to work with, um, you are definitely one of those people that was just like it was I explained it to you it was comprehensive you understood it you realized like hey I'm an adult and if I have like a very minor question it's probably very minor so it's like um don't necessarily like it's not gonna make or break it you know kind of thing where some right right people are so like you have to, you know, be so, so major specific and then they'll come back and they'll take the most like simplistic version of something that you've ever explained and completely complicate it and ask you it in seven different ways. Um, but it's always cool to just work with someone who just um, in general just understands, can can take a little bit of guidance and then run away with it. And um, mm-hmm. you've been that exact person that was just like, all right, cool. Like I get the understanding principles and I'm just going to utilize these, add a little bit of my own spice to it, literally, and, and move through it and, and apply it to my literally. life. Yeah. Literally a little turmeric and ginger. Yeah, my, my signature. Yeah. My signature gut cleanse morning drink is full aloe leaf cut mm. off like a nice chuck, nice section big chunk of ginger root peeled big chunk big chunk of turmeric peeled big squirt of lemon juice a little bit of honey and like tablespoon of apple cider vinegar just Mm -hmm. down it first thing in the morning and what do you do you're taking in what like four six eight ounces two ounces yeah like six typical i just like throw some coconut water in there just to blend it up and it also adds a little bit of sweet flavor and taste to it, uh, which is great. Right. That's why I throw a little bit of honey in there, too, because aloe, ginger, and apple cider vinegar. Which do, they're like, all good that's for dis- it. Yeah. And, and they're all disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the honey and the, and the coconut water, like, are also adding, adding a boatload of it, their benefits and minerals and nutrients. Yeah, and it makes it manageable. Like, oh, this isn't that bad. And, and it's really, really good for me. And you literally, like, 30 minutes later, you feel it moving your insides, like, right away. Like, okay, like, let's get fresh and start for the day. <laughs> for the most part, the biggest part about that is that our our colons are where dis-ease starts um, in 90 plus percent of of all cases of disease like a lot of it starts and stems in the colon um and that that right there allows the colon to really be dismantled and cleaned out and and cleansed and that's what's 
that's what's going to be most beneficial systemically to the entire body from an inflammatory standpoint. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's invigorating when you do it and you, you don't realize you could ever feel that good. Right. It's pretty wild. Once oh, yeah. You- I'm on the annual gut cleanse hype, dude. I'm, I'm on the train. I, I, I do it by annually. I do it twice a year. Um, just cause I feel like that six month gap, you know, it's like, uh, it's like having a beer on a Wednesday, for yeah. people, you know, like they feel like they have to, I know. knew I needed it. Yeah. So yeah. it's inquisitive. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. Like, I really knew that I needed it. Like my energy was dragging, mm-hmm. like my fatigue had built up, like my mental clarity wasn't there, like all through the, through the work day, just kind of like being cloudy, groggy in the afternoon, just like not being hopping out of bed, ready to go in the morning, like clear, like, yeah, and that's not normally how I am. So I'm like, all right, like I need to reset something here. Let's start with the gut. <laughs> Smart man. Smart man. That's an intuitiveness, man. Um, but it's dude, it's been awesome chatting, chopping you up, chopping it up with you on here. Uh, we'll definitely do this again. Um, much love to you, man. Say hi to family. Say hi to Faith, the baby. Uh, get um, a good night's rest. Have a great, happy new year. Um, for everyone listening. It'll Thank be you, you too, dude. But um, any happy other- Happy 2022, everybody listening, because it's already there. Yes. If anyone wants to get in contact with you, um, to maybe talk, you know, mortgage brokering and all of that stuff. Cause you are able to handle that in just a, seems like tons of different States, uh, in, in Florida too. Yep. Florida up and down the East coast. Yep. So, um, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, how could they do that? Um, yeah, I mean, probably my Instagram is just John W. Ferris. That's probably the easiest thing to just remember. Um, J-O-H-N-W-F-E-R-R-I-S. Bam, there it is. Cool. Um, much love, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it for everyone listening. Remember, I am, we are, life is limitless. Peace, love, and positivity. See you, brother. Much love, dude. Get Much some love, rest. everyone. You too, ma'am.